You're listening to the Back Row Jet Show, part of the Back Row Network. Inge trying again. Anunwa breaks one tackle, breaks another tackle with Kendrick, breaks a third tackle and takes it in. A touchdown. Evidence is clear. It seems you live in fear of... Put it in the hands of Marshall and they flip it to Powell. How about that one? Touchdown, Jets. Fires and it's intercepted by Revis. His first pick of the year. Revis still going. Darrell Revis down at the three. And Drew Bledsoe is on the sideline. Tom Brady, the second-year quarterback from the University of Michigan who uh, threw only three passes in his rookie year last year. One for three, a six-yard completion, and this is his first duty of 2001. So apparently Bledsoe knocked around a little more than it appeared, and uh, Brady in charge against five defensive backs. Brady's pass is intercepted and returned for a touchdown by Logan Ryan, the former Patriots. There's a party going on right here, a celebration to last throughout the year. Yes, we are celebrating here on the Back Row Jet Show, and the reason we're celebrating is because Tom Brady is no longer a New England Patriot, and we don't have to deal with him very often or at all. So I'm good with this. I'm very happy. How about you, John Eddy Jr., my co-host to Fantasy Fuel as well? Um, I'm pretty happy. I, I don't have to see him in red, white, and blue anymore. That usually <laughs> got my blood boiling just a little bit to start off any kind of game. I, I might not have to see the Patriots in very many primetime games this year because they're yeah. not exactly an exciting-looking bunch right now. Yeah, I'm just hoping they don't win the division. I mean, if the Jets are going to be terrible, just please don't let them win <laughs> the division. That's all. That's all I got to say. All right, so we celebrated with that. I'm extremely happy. I had to get that out of the way. Um, but what we're going to do today is we're going to talk a little bit about what we've done in free agency so far, what we're going to get to, what we want to do. And right off the top, I just got to say, originally I was a little upset that the Jets weren't really doing much in free agency. And obviously we've done a little more now, but I think Joe Douglas, I'm not going to say he's really going to be quite smart, but he at least has a plan and he's sticking to it. To me, that's something the Jets really haven't had in quite some time. And instead of making these crazy over the top contracts for a lot of money on above average to average players, which is a very Jets thing to do, <laughs> Douglas has remained patient and he's not he's not he's not leaving that value board that he has. If it's not within that spectrum of value that he has, he's not going to do it. So I have at least some respect for Joe Douglas when it comes to that. Now, while the price tags of like say Connor McGovern, the center that we just got um, 
aren't exact. He is not exactly cheap, and neither is George Fant. But if you combine their guaranteed money at twenty-seven million dollars, that's less than what everybody wanted the Jets to get with Jack Conklin, who had right. thirty million dollars. So now you kind of it's like a two-for-one kind of thing. You're getting a you're getting a good deal, and I I'm sorry, but to, to me that just makes sense. These both of these guys are starting offensive lineman and I think Connor McGovern to me is going to be fantastic I really can't wait to see him on there on the field George Fant is obviously an upgrade I, I really 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 like where we're at with them two guys yeah the, we were wondering right off when they didn't get the big names what's going on though there are still some guys out there that may be useful mm-hmm. I think what they did was they just covered all their bases and upgrade across the entire line Yeah, by just an increment for each position is actually going to mean a lot in the end for Sam Darnold. If he has just, just a little bit more than what he had last year, it's going to help him out a ton. And I think the Connor McGovern deal was probably one of the better ones because they're mm-hmm. considering him center for the most part is what I'm seeing. So yes. he didn't get paid guard money, which would have been a lot more. So that right. is a good thing. And then, you know, if something happens and they need to slide him over to guard, then they've got a value at that position, I guess, depending on what happens at center. So we'll, we'll, I guess we'll know more if we like these moves better or worse after the draft comes because they're still going to have to address offensive line in the draft. If they do that and they can sit back and learn and be a backup or a third string just for a little bit while these guys, because it's going to be an entire new group going in. So they're all going to have to learn how to play together, no matter who it is, the rookies, the free agents, the guys that were left, which isn't much, uh, they're all going to have to learn how to play together. So they're all starting from scratch, which could be a good thing if they're all on the same page and they're all working together towards the same goal. It'll be great. But yeah. there's also that possibility that they don't mesh well and it could be just another disaster of a season of <laughs> offensive line. That's always a possibility. But uh, you said the barely, pretty much all new faces, everything's going to be basically new on the offensive line and it kind of will be because we also got somebody else on the offensive line that will probably replace Brian Winters. Now we talked about Brian Winters a couple weeks ago saying that he was the only one left on the team that we had any type of trust in, but Greg Van Roten is he's a, he's better than Brian Winters. It's just flat out. And, And Brian Winters isn't terrible. He's just not great. I think Brian Winters would be a great backup and on any offensive line, um, it just doesn't make sense for now the Jets to keep him. I think they're probably going to cut him if they haven't already by the time this uh, podcast is uh, on air. But, yeah, I think Van Roten is hes a quality guy for the Jets to have, and he's going to be a starter. I think there's no question there. So, uh, to me, I think Joe Douglas has done a good job on the offensive line so far. He's addressed it, and it hasn't cost us an an insane amount of money. So to me, I'm happy with what he's done in 
the free agency part. Now there can definitely be, be more done in the draft, like you said. So we'll see what happens there. Um, Joe Douglas is not completely out of it. I'm not going to say he's a genius yet until we see everything out of him. Well, and, and also the uh, Fanton Lewis basically are kind of one year deals They They both yeah, have Lewis outs. Too. So yeah, if they don't work out bye. Uh, we'll try again next year. <laughs> yeah. You're not completely on the hook for too long, which is always a good thing when you're bringing in new guys. And if they do work out, great. You pick them up, you keep them on the team for the next year, and you pay them out when you know the league rolls over in 2021. So I think he's done a very good job with what he's got, the contracts that he's given out. It makes sense at least. So we're not right. – pulling our hair out right now going, why that does wh- who hi why oh god so <laughs> we're fine for now uh again we could possibly change our minds after the draft well yeah obviously uh, there's another position that he kind of sort of addressed in the free agency and that's mm-hmm. the cornerbacks um we re-signed some players and that's fine i don't care about that i just want to know what the upgrades are going to be um uh, obviously, we didn't go for Byron Jones, who went to the Dolphins on a five-year contract for $82 million right. with, with 54.5 million fully guaranteed. That's a lot of money. Trey Waynes went to the Cincinnati Bengals on a three-year contract for $42 million. Bradley Roby, Houston Texans, three-year for $36 million. Uh, James Bradbury to the Giants on a three-year $45 million deal with $32 million guaranteed. That's now a bunch. That's a lot of money. Now, at least Byron Jones, we know when he's out there and he's healthy, he is one of the top cornerbacks in the league. So if you're going to give somebody a crazy amount of money, yeah. that's fine with him. The other guys, though, it seems it seems crazy to go that high for them. And I think, again, this is why I think Joe Douglas is doing a good job in the free agency so far. He's not going crazy with the money. Um, sometimes I want him to spend a little more. <laughs> Maybe that would be a good thing. But what we did right now is we he signed a cornerback in Pierre Desir, that it's only a one-year deal. Again, this is the type of thing he's doing. He's not making outlandish contracts. He's not giving an outlandish amount of money. It's a maximum amount of money for this year, $5.5 million. You put that in perspective of what all the other guys I just talked about what is, and that is an extremely good deal. Now, I'm not saying Desir is better than all of them guys. He's probably a little bit worse, but he's an upgrade to the Jets' cornerbacks. That's basically all we really need right now. Our defense is good enough to get us through games and to help us win. So we just need a guy like Desir to come out and, and just be serviceable. And I think that's where he's at, and it's a lot better of a price than I was expecting to get in a cornerback position. Well, and the best thing about the Desir signing was he was not a free agent to start off with. He was just released. Right, exactly. And Douglas swooped in almost immediately. So it was like, I'm seeing an opening. Everybody else has already signed their guys. This guy is probably wanting to not be a free agent as long as, or, you know, for as short a time as possible. So he came in there and he gave a deal to a guy who has done it, but he didn't have to pay a lot. And even if it just means he's going to be the number two cornerback on the team, it's still worth it on that contract. 
and it's only what a one year deal. So again, if he right. plays out of his mind, he might get a contract bigger from somebody yes. else, or yep. they can you know match whatever's going on. I don't know how that'll work. It, <laughs> it made sense. They've got a team in place for this coming year, and then they're going to have to make some decisions after what seems like a, a whole lot of new people and new faces. Um, again, could be good, could be bad. <laughs> yeah. So far, it looks good on paper. It does look good on paper from what he's done so far. And all this is saying that uh, Douglas, he better show up in the draft. Let's just put it that way, because if he comes out and he lollygags around like we're used to and we get garbage in the draft, uh, I, I just, I, it's not going to be good. This is this is his first full year as GM. Right. And I'd like to see how he does and the in the draft. And I want to see how he does in the rest of free agency because there's still some guys out there that we could right. go out and grab. I mean, you start with the wide receivers. You've got Robbie Anderson, still not signed. Rashad Perryman, still not signed. Philip Dorsett, still not signed. Devin Funches, Demarcus Robinson, all these guys we talked about last episode. Still out there. They're still out there. A week so later. We still, we still have a chance to get one or maybe two of these guys, maybe on the good deals because it's a week later. So we know these guys aren't demanding the full amount of money that other people are wanting. Yeah, the the wide receivers, It because this is a very, very weak free agency class of wide receivers. No doubt, no doubt. But you know they're trying to get the maximum amount. Well, last year, so-and-so got this much money. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. But you're not so-and-so. So don't act like you deserve a $14 million a year deal. Not a single one of these guys should be commanding more than $10 million, and even that's pushing it. Like, I would be yeah, okay Yeah, maybe with Robbie, Robbie Anderson, Anderson yes. but, yeah. Brashad Perriman, he has not shown enough no. to get that. Philip Dorsett, right. definitely not. Funches. We had our differences on him last week. And Demarcus <laughs> Robinson you know. is not a number one or a number no. two wide receiver, really. He, he's You're kind right. of a, a gadget guy and a fill-in, and he and he's fine with that. But again, you're not paying $10 million to a guy to be the third wide receiver or a gadget player or anything like that. So I, I'd like to see them get Robbie back, but man... I think he's going to hold out and wait yeah, somebody we'll to be yeah, desperate and like, well, we haven't spent too much money yet. I guess we can throw a couple extra million at him. <laughs> I mean, it depends on what Joe Douglas is really feeling. And I, I tell you one thing, he's not going to stray from his line. And I, I, that to me is a really good quality to have in a, G, a GM because flat out, we need that type of discipline in our general manager. We just haven't had that in quite a while. And, I mean, there's a lot of other guys we could still get in the uh, free agency on the offensive line as well. Um, But somebody like maybe Jason Peters, who's been around for a while but has the experience, and maybe he's, you know, a little sluggish, a little less than what he was, but he can still be good enough to add to that offensive line, give it a little bit better of experience. And you know what? It'd be an upgrade to what we had last year, no matter what. Yeah. Um, you obviously know that I like Jason Peters. I've always yes, liked Jason I know Peters. That. He's still got something left in the tank. I can't mm-hmm. say that he wouldn't be a good pickup. Um, but what is he trying to get out of a team? That I guess is the biggest thing. Like if, even right. if it's a one year deal, is he still trying to get, 10 plus million dollars because I'm not sure that he's 
hundred percent worth that anymore. Right. Um, and any, of the, any of the other free agent, um, offensive linemen out there are pretty sub it's far right now. It's slim pickings. That's why I kind of said Jason Peters, because I've known he's been very successful in the past and he's got that experience. Yeah. That's pretty much it. I mean, I, I don't think, think they will sign Jason Peters no I just there's an option there yes. and and that's why because I think he will probably try to command a little bit more money than what he may be worth which is why I think Douglas might not go in that direction but obviously Douglas has the connection with the Eagles that's so very true. That is <laughs> there's true. there's that um, but another thing this is where this is where I think maybe Joe Douglas is saying I'm willing to spend a little bit of money and that's on our edge rusher situation. We do need some edge rushing and there's a high possibility that the Jets could go after Jadavian Clowney, <sighs> which I'm okay with. I, I know he's been ick in the past, but I think he needs a different surrounding. I think he needs something different. And last year I thought he was halfway decent and I, listen, I'm I'm I need we need something and I don't want to address defense in the draft so much <laughs> as we have in the past. So let's go ahead and get something maybe if it costs a little more than what we want. He is going to be serviceable at the edge rushing uh campaign to say the least. He is Somebody who has experience, he's got a lot of experience getting injured as well. Yes. But the guy is, he, he's, he's, let me say this, he's talented, and I want to see what he can do with the New York Jets. Now my, well, I have multiple issues with Clowney. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> but the thing that I, and maybe it's just me, the things that I have seen about Clowney, he has had success, yes, but there's always been like, somebody else on the other side of the line. So yeah. if he has to be the guy, I don't think it's going to be very good. And you say serviceable. Well, he's mm-hmm. going to command $14 million a year or more, depending on a desperate team. Are you paying $14 million for somebody who's serviceable? And then who's on the other end? Who Who's going to take the heat off of him for a little bit? Um, I'd say he's a little more than serviceable. I'd say there's other guys in in free agency right now that are probably more in the serviceable range. Sure. I'd say he's above average, and everybody else is kind of average. I, I, I just think we need something in the free agency from this position because I don't think we're going to get it in the draft. We need something. If we're going to contend right now, which I know a lot of people don't want to <laughs> hear because, listen, I always, wanna, I always want the Jets to contend. No matter what our situation is, no matter who the quarterback is, I want. I mean, last year when we had garbage at quarterback position because Darnold had mono, I was still thinking, "Come on, how are we not doing this and this, and how are we not doing that?" I want to compete every single year, and just because somebody is injured or just because we got to spend some money for somebody doesn't mean we can't do that. I don't know exactly what Douglas is going to do because again, he seems very tight on his, on his budget. And I totally respect that. But if we're going to get somebody, I'm kind of hoping we get somebody that has some experience at the edge rushing position in somebody like Clowney would be a guy for me that I can see happening because I don't want to do it in the draft. I'll be okay with it as long as we get some other guys in the draft as well that I want. Um, 
But that kind of puts me on to the cornerbacks. Obviously, we have addressed that in the free agency a little bit, a little bit uh, already. But I wouldn't mind seeing somebody like Logan Ryan. We, we had that uh, pick six from yes, we did. from Logan Ryan on that uh, on that highlight earlier in the show, or Jonathan Joseph. I mean, these two guys have had really good success in the NFL. I don't know how much they're going to command as far as cost. But again, if it's a one-year deal, why not upgrade our positions? Because these two guys would definitely be an upgrade for the cornerbacks. And I would 100% be on board to pay a little bit for these two guys. Or just one of them. We don't need both of them. Right. Well, and I think that's part of the problem is we don't know just how well the Jets are going to do this year. You can't keep signing a bunch of one-year guys that do okay because you're in the same exact boat again next season. Right, back here. There's a couple other guys out there that you didn't have on that list that I think might be a little cheaper, might be able to give them a couple years, like Prince of Mukamura or Ronald Darby. I obviously like Darby, uh, and I don't think he'll command too much money because he has been injured a couple times in the last years, but it's been like a major injury that doesn't usually hold you back after you've recovered, you know, like a broken leg. Yeah, that sucks. But after you get, you know, acclimated again, you're usually pretty decent. Right. Um, So I think they're not going after some of these bigger guys because again, they don't want to be pressured into giving them a three year deal with a bunch of guaranteed money not knowing how they're going to perform and not knowing where this team will be at at the end of this season. Yeah, I, I agree with that for, for the most part. I do want to I, I want to know what's going to happen, and I don't know what's going to happen. So I'd like to just kind of ponder our brains to see what we think Joe Douglas might do in the future, starting right now. Uh, what Will he go in the free agency and get some more of these guys that we just talked about? Will he... Just go ahead and do it in the draft. I think, this is me, I think he is going to address the wide receiver position in the draft because unless he gets a couple of these guys right now in the free agency, I think the draft is where he is focused on wide receivers, and I think he might pick up another offensive lineman. And I, I to me, it just makes sense for him to get somebody like Clowney right now get somebody like maybe Logan Ryan, Jonathan Jolta, um, uh, Mukamara, or uh, Darby, that all the, all four of them make sense for at least either a small contract or a, a bigger one. Or, because to me, I'm looking at these wide receivers, it's going to be either Robbie Anderson is your best pick, Rashad Perryman, Philip Dorsett, Funchess, or Robinson. I think you have a better chance of getting a better receiver in the draft if you go early enough. So to me, I think that's what I would do, and I'm hoping that's kind of what he would do um, going forward. I'm not, I'm not really sure because he is a different type of GM that we've had in the past, and I absolutely yeah. have all hope that he has some kind of plan, and we'll see what happens. Well, I'm looking at here, and I think this is up to date for cap space left for the New York Jets as of right, right now. Now they have a draft pool capital of like $8.5 So that mm-hmm. brings the total down to right now what they have to spend, somewhere around $34 million if this is up yep. to date. If that is up to date, I think they re-sign Robbie Anderson 
and okay. they go after one more of those defensive backs. I don't think it'll be Jonathan Joseph. I could maybe right. see them going Logan Ryan. You have seen a lot of those um, in-division rivals go mm-hmm. to different teams in the AFC East. So I could see Logan Ryan. I would like to see Ronald Darby as a yeah. maybe a two- or three-year deal, but again, like some of those offensive linemen, maybe have an out after a year if they don't perform or they were injured all year and be like, you know what, I've had enough, That's we're done, we'll go in a different direction. So they have some money to work with, and I really do feel like eventually they're going to cave in and give Robbie Anderson his contract. That's a very strong possibility, but to me, if they don't sign any of these wide receivers, or even if they sign one of them and it's just not, nah, it's like, ah, I want, I want Douglas to say, we are going to go after wide receiver in this draft, one that we really, really like. Just flat out say it so that we all know you're giving Sam Darnold something right. because we can't just sit here and just have uh, Crowder and maybe Anunwa if he's healthy. Right. Them two guys aren't good enough along with whoever they may sign unless it's Robbie Anderson. He's probably the best one out there right now. But still, I'd like to have something more than just them three guys because flat out, they're average to above average receivers. I want something that has potential to be more than that. None of these three guys on the Jets, if he, if I'm considering Robbie Anderson, are going to have more potential than what we've already seen out of them. I want somebody in the draft. So I'm really hoping he addresses it and we get some kind of special wide receiver in the draft because we haven't that's the only position of need that we haven't really been linked to any of these guys uh, in in free agency. So besides Robbie Anderson, but that's an obvious link. So I'm just kind of hoping we address that in the draft. I I I'm very optimistic of 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 Douglas right now and because of the way he's handled free agency. Well, they have the 11th overall pick. And right. I just had to look up, uh, there's a little bit of a mock draft down here. I wanted to see what numbers of picks they had in later rounds here too. Um, but according to this particular mock draft, the top players still available on their board, C.D. Lamb, Jerry Judy, Henry mm-hmm. Ruggs, an mm-hmm. offensive tackle, and an edge rusher. So, bam, yep. that first round yep. pick should be exciting almost no matter how they choose I mean if it is Andrew Thomas out of Georgia the offensive tackle okay he'll be the tackle of the future great if they take the edge rusher if you know they don't feel like going wide receiver right away uh, okay LeVon Chasen out of LSU yeah that could be a pretty exciting pick um yep and any one of the wide receivers. I don't uh, yeah. think they should do rugs if he's not, if he's the only one available. I, agree. I don't think they should agree. do that 11, but CD Lamb or Jerry Judy. Yeah, that Absolutely. would be exciting for Jets. Absolutely. Like, we did what in the first round? Finally, we went yep. exciting offense playmaker. Like we, we do need to <laughs> score points to win games. Correct. Yes. Right. That is exactly what we need to do. Yeah. And, and I absolutely agree with it because I, I don't know if this is right or correct, but the last time I remember us going with a wide receiver in the first round had to be Keyshawn Johnson. I can't think of anybody else. Can you think of anybody else that we've done in the first round? I don't have it in front of me, so I'm not going to be 100% on that. I 
really doubt there's been anybody since then. Exactly. Why not do that? Keyshawn Johnson was really good for the Jets. He wasn't, you know, the second coming or anything like that, but he was he was a fantastic wide receiver. Obviously, he's he's was like the number one overall pick. But come on, the, we need a wide receiver in the draft. That's what we have to do, and that, that's how I'm going to end the show. Okay. Get somebody in the draft. Let's do it. All right, <laughs> let's do it. Yeah.